This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. Kevin Farrell joined today by Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling around the state, letting you know about events that make Mississippi great. Today, we'll start the road trip off in Jackson as we talk with DJ Venom about the Big Frida concert tonight at Martin's. Then we'll head to Natchez for the Natchez Food and Wine Festival. Our next stop will be Tunica for the JUS Music Awards. And a road trip ends in Jackson for the Central Mississippi Blue Society's Bicentennial Celebration. So stick around, buckle up, get ready for a ride. Next Stop Mississippi returns right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell joined today by Kamel King. It's a busy day today. We're going to be talking with DJ Venom from Offbeat Jackson. Also, Peggy Brown with the Central Mississippi Blues Society will be with us. We'll talk to Jennifer Combs of the Natchez Visitors Bureau, uh, Natchez, Natchez Visitors Bureau, and we'll also speak with Charles Mitchell from the JUS Blues Foundation. So it's going to be a busy show. I'm going to start things off uh, with our first guest who's just made it into the studio. It's DJ Venom. So thanks for joining us. Let me get him in a minute here to sit yeah, down. Let him get in. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to put earphones on. He's been doing it for a little while. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's going on today, man? Uh, you know, just enjoying this summer day, to burning up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you enjoy burning up, though? Um, I'm living, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So I, I will. Uh, I will be the ignorant one this morning. Who is Big Frida? Big Frida is a New Orleans bounce artist, um, very popular guy. This will be her third time here in Mississippi, uh, specifically at Martin's. Um, she normally been coming to Hattiesburg, and then just recently, Martin started booking her. So, yeah. so what is bounce? Bounce music is a is a genre native to New Orleans, uh, very fast paced. Uh, pretty much where twerking originated from, mm-hmm. um, for the more commercial sense. Uh, very upbeat. Um, a lot of bounce music is uh, very rhythm based, to mm-hmm. say the least. And um, there is a lot of uh, remixes. So a lot of like pretty much any song that you hear, a lot of DJs in New Orleans they'll turn it into a bounce remix. So they'll make it their own. So from country to hip hop to pop, there's probably a bounce remix. The most popular being Adele's "Rolling in the Deep." Yeah. What's crazy is is when you're driving into New Orleans and, and right when you get to about Slidell or something like that, all the radio stations, <laughs> you start hearing all the bounce, but, man, you can't help but dance it, to that. And it's funny because Frida is on a commercial for a local lawyer in uh, New Orleans, and I remember seeing it one time I was visiting, and it was just, it was like a regular lawyer commercial. It was like kind of <laughs> cheesy. The next thing you know, it was just 
bam, bounce music. Just, wow. I don't know, and like, <laughs> it was hilarious. That'll certainly grab your attention, that's for sure. Uh, so the concert is tonight? Yes. All right, give us some of the details. On the concerts tonight at Martin's, um, doors are at 9, show starts at 10. I am the opening act, so I'll be providing some entertainment before Frida hits the stage. Um, tickets are $20 at the door. And, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Come out, have a good time. You have to be 21 and up to get in, so no kids. <laughs> well, what's crazy is I, I remember when Big Frida had that show on uh, MTV. Wasn't it MTV or was um, it, was it uh, VH1? I, it was I on a major network. It was on a major network, but I don't think it was MTV. Okay. It was on a major network, though. And, I mean, just to see the kind of crowd that, you know, Big Frida attracts, I mean, will Big will Martins even be able to handle that? Well, Martins has expanded now recently. Um, they just expanded this year. So I DJ uh, for Fifth Child when he opened up for Frida earlier this year, and the room is a quarter the room was a quarter size of what it is now now it's triple the size of it oh wow so with that first show it was slam packed elbow to elbow shoulder to shoulder full of people um to the point where i couldn't enjoy the show because mm-hmm. it was so packed um this time it's a lot more roomier to have a bigger sound system Martin's has upgraded a lot um and it's it has two it has two more bars in there so i mean just drinks are ac- very accessible in there for those who want them and uh, plenty of room to twerk and dance. Now, kind of tell the listeners how you got connected with the uh, with the concert, and uh, you know how Martin's ended up promoting it and getting the concert. Because you know, once again, this is a pretty national artist. Yeah, um, I've been DJing for thirteen years now, and um, I kind of cut my teeth doing poetry, uh, DJing for poetry stuff and local clubs around the area. Um, even when um, the, uh, the Flaming Lips came in town and broke Jay-Z's record for most shows, mm-hmm. uh, most shows in 24 hours, I opened up for them. And so I kind of, um, you know, I paid my dues as far as DJing goes with that. And I've been on Sirius XM, Satellite, and done mixed shows. Um, I have built a relationship with the people at Martin's and I, they told me about the show and I was like, you need to open it? They're like, you want to open up? I was like, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. It was just, you know, um, what they say, close mouth, don't get fed. Right. So I just asked and it just, it just happened just like that. And I, I, I think they just built up a relationship with Frida since this is the third time in the same year she will be here. So, um, Frida apparently really loves Jackson, Mississippi, and Jackson, Mississippi loves Frida. So yeah, you know I thought it was interesting. You talk about the way the DJs were mixing, and I think that's really a way for y'all to show your creativity. Maybe if you could give us a little bit of the creative process. How do you go about it? Is it trying to match beats, rhythm, that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Just trying to. Um, it's it's a it's different for every DJ because I don't want to talk for every DJ. It's very hard, and what I do is basically I try to read the crowd, which I'm, some DJs can do and some DJs can't, I've, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically you kind of watch and see who's vibing, who's nodding their head, who's like just looking off in the distance. And then it's certain songs I know that will catch everybody's attention. Um, those are the you know the most popular songs. But then you have to segue into something that will keep that energy going or you want to bring it back down. So think of it, I, sometimes I DJ in what I call waves, where I'll take you up and then I'll bring you back down mm-hmm. and then I'll take you back up and bring you back down. Or I may just take, I may start slow and then go up and then I'll end my set, just keep going up or I may come down. Depending on what 
the show is or what environment is. You know, I DJ for weddings and, st- and stuff too, so it it varies. Um, every situation is different. I try not to approach everything the same way, or else my style will get stagnant. And tonight, I have a lot of stuff prepared. Since I'm opening up for free, I have a very New Orleans-based set that I want to do, and um, a lot of remixes that people probably have not heard of unless they've heard me DJ on a regular basis. So yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, you know the, the art of DJ, and you know I definitely in a minute want to get to talking about your store because not only do we want Jacksonians with the whole state and the whole world to know about your store and tourists to stop by when they come into the city, so we want to talk about your store offbeat. Okay. We're talking about the art of DJing. I mean, you're really into the art. You're into the records. You're into the history. You study it, like you said. You study the crowd. You know the equipment, but with technology, you know, it's so many people saturating the game. How do you differentiate yourself from the the novices, and how do you feel about the oversaturation of DJs? Um, the oversaturation of DJs to me does not intimidate me. Um, when I started out DJing, I started on CD turntables, so I felt when I started, I already felt inferior. I didn't feel like I was above anybody else because I, I really wanted. Uh, Technique 1200s were your basic direct drive turntables. And those were like the industry standard all through the 80s and 90s. And when I started DJing, this is when digital DJing CDs and Serato had came into play. And I, only, I, could, I, I could only get what I could afford. I didn't have a big record collection. I had a big CD collection. So I said, I'm going to start here and then I'll work, work my way to what I really want. With that being said, there is... Um, there's always going to be a learning curve with technology and stuff like that. Um, the key to it is staying ahead of it. Um, I try to stay on top of new music, even if I don't like it, just to know, okay, mm-hmm. if you if they can play this as uh, like a newer DJ, if they know this record, how can I approach it in a different manner than they won't think about with the knowledge of music that I have? Because I didn't just come in learning, just say I have to know every rap song. I want to know rock, country, pop. Uh, alternative, because I was the weird kid in school that listened to everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I studied music before I started playing music, to say the least. And even though I wasn't in a band, because a lot of DJs they start off in the band, knowing doing paralittles and stuff like that. I didn't. I'm. I'm. I learned from DJs, but then I end up self teaching myself a lot of the basic and reteaching myself a lot of the basic stuff. So yeah. Mm. All right, so uh, Kamel mentioned the store. Tell us about that and how things are going there. Um, Offbeat is going okay. Um, we have expanded our records uh, selection very greatly. And for those who haven't been, Offbeat is in the Midtown area right behind Millsaps College, 151 Wesley Avenue. And we specialize in records, designer toys, comics, and we work as a art gallery for young minority artists. So there is a lot um, that we offer. Um, just recently, I bought two huge record collections. One, um, one guy was a music teacher, so he had resleeved everything. Wow. He had an extensive Rod Stewart and Elton John collection. Nice. Um, almost every Elton John record. He has an original pressing. Well, I have an original pressing in the store right now. Um, what is it? Um, yellow Brick Road by mm-hmm. Elton John. But the vinyl is yellow and it's an English pressing. Oh, wow. Um, I bought another collection recently. That, and all the stuff is for sale that I'm mentioning. Um, <laughs> Velvet Underground um, with Nico, the famous banana cover. 
Um, that is, uh, I have that, and I have Willie Nelson's audition record. Um, this is Willie Nelson before the beard, before all the pot smoke. This is like 1966. Wow. Um, Willie Nelson. It was very cool. So I'm going to date myself here, but I think that was one of the things I liked about uh, vinyl was the, as you mentioned, the yellow vinyl, but the, you know that and the way they could do the pic- picture discs and that sort of thing. And I, I guess you can't get as much uh, stuff on a on a CD, and now what we're 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 to digital. So, uh, um, but but as I say, uh, vinyl certainly has made a comeback, and that's interesting to see that you know it was popular, kind of went out of thing, but now that's uh, one of one of the later trends, I guess. So. Yeah, well, people are buying vinyl because vinyl is now offering, some vinyl records are offering CDs, some, most of them are offering download digital codes, so people can still you know, take that music with them. Yeah. All right, as we wrap things up, uh, if you would, remind us again of where your store is located and then the quick details on the concert tonight. All right, my store is located at 151 Wesley Avenue in Midtown, right behind Mill Saps College. Um, and tonight I'll be spinning, I'll be opening up for Big Frida at Martin's tonight. Doors open at nine show starts at 10 and tickets are 20 at the door all right thanks to dj venom for stopping by and letting us know all about that Uh, we're going to take a quick break when we get back we'll talk with jennifer combs about the natchez food and wine festival we'll get the details when we return you're listening to next stop mississippi right here on mpb think radio This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Kamel King. So as we mentioned before the break, we're going to head to Natchez and talk to Jennifer Combs about the Natchez uh, Food and Wine Festival. Jennifer, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, Kevin. And I'm thrilled to get to talk to you because I usually talk to Sharita and Mary Margaret. So uh, this is great. I listen to you all the time. And right. is our favorite. All right. Thanks appreciate that. Sure thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the Food and Wine Festival. Natchez Food and Wine Festival is 16 years old this year. And as part of, obviously, this incredible year of the 200th anniversary of the state of Mississippi, the festival is really going to be uh, a, a focusing on bicentennial events and, and using the bicentennial as kind of a core. They will have Mississippi vendors, more new Mississippi vendors and artists, and plus all weekend long at all the various events. It's an entire weekend filled with events built around food and wine that starts tonight. And then there'll be Mississippi blues musicians playing at all over and kind of a focus and a, and a celebration of our Mississippi blues that'll be available as live music at a number of our venues all weekend. It's a, it's a jam-packed weekend with a lot of alternatives and a lot of options for people. So, I mean, there's everything from um, tonight, tastings along the Mississippi River, which is one of everybody's favorite events because it is over 30 vendors bring their best products of wine and beer and craft beer and spirits. And then there are chefs from all the way from Memphis to New Orleans, the Gulf Coast, all over. Um, and some from Jackson. The manship is represented here, too. 
Um, and they'll, the tastings along the river really includes the entire thing, full bar plus the after party at Bowie's Tavern where Big Al and the heavyweights are playing, which will be really fun. Your, your former guest, I think, would enjoy that <laughs> as well. Um, but anyway, so the whole weekend is built around food and wine. Um, there is a wine and cheese tasting at Dunleith, which, of course, is, I'm sure your listeners know, uh, the Castle Restaurant at Dunleith is an original 1790s stable, and it's, uh, Dunleith is certainly one of Mississippi's icons. Um, so cheese experts from New Orleans, from the St. James Cheese Company, will be coming up uh, on kind of showcasing around the world on some of their finest products. And then the Castle, uh, great, great, great cocktail consultant, Mark Brockaway, will do complimentary pairings with some premier wine, wine products at Gallo. So that goes on Saturday afternoon. Um, there are all kinds of other things going on Saturday afternoon, farmer's market in the morning, demos uh, at Natchez Brewery and tours at Natchez Brewery, which is a local, uh, really great new brewery here, microbrewery here. Charbonneau Distillery, which I know you all know is uh, some of the finest rum that's been rated gold t- the last few years, and that will be open. And then Old South Winery. The Natchez is actually, I think, one of the only places in Mississippi that has a brewery, a winery, and a distillery. So oh, wow. you got a lot of chance to check out, you know, your spirits here. <laughs> um, those will be open on uh, on Saturday afternoon as well for tours. There's artist receptions in the afternoon. And then some really special events in the evenings as part of the Food and Wine Festival, which is uh, an invitation to the Natchez table. There are three homes. Uh, in Natchez that open up their home and invite people to come for a special meal. And I think they still have a few tickets left for the Elms and the Towers and the menus and all that information is available um, at NatchezFoodAndWineFest.com. In addition, of course, there's things, there's some fun things like burger, brews, and bocce if you're not into wine, uh, which Bowie's Tavern on the Bluff will be doing Saturday afternoon. And uh, then on Main Street, uh, Rolling River Bistro is going to be with the Cheesy Rider food truck from Grayson, Louisiana, offering a really eclectic menu and, and blues band with no cover, just great food and, and great music. Um, so it's a weekend to just forget about diet. Well, Jennifer, I know there's going to be some special tributes uh, throughout the weekend to the Mississippi uh, blues musicians. I know it's going to be some special tributes to them. Uh, uh, tell us more about that. Well, let me tell you, first of all, your very own uh, MPB and Mississippi's very own Walt Grayson is the MC tonight. And the entertainment tonight is Dexter Allen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. tell you how Love him. we are. He is so great. And, and I will want to just tell your listeners, if you are interested in heading over here for that tonight, they have a very few tickets left. Hop online really quick and get them because you don't want to miss Dexter Allen. I mean, he is, this is going to be really incredible. Um, and they've got people all over at all of the different venues. You know, Smoot's Grocery has been opened here as a venue. Rolling River has live music almost every single night. Bowie's Tavern does. Uh, Biscuits and Blues Andrews all over. So you, you really have a chance to hear all kinds of music. Um, but with a special emphasis, we're really, really excited about um, Dexter Allen tonight. Um, and, of course, I adore Walt Grayson. He was so great with us last year for the Tricentennial and helped really tell the story of Natchez 300. So he's, 
He's going to be back telling more of the, of the Natchez story, but certainly from the Mississippi 200. You know, I also want to mention something about, about the Food and Wine Festival folks. Renee Adams and Lynn Fortenberry in particular have been doing this the last number of years. It has grown to be such a huge event, but it's, it's also grown and allowed them to make contributions and scholarship contributions mm-hmm. to the Mississippi Tourism Association and to the Mississippi Hospitality and Restaurant Scholarship Fund. And these go directly to benefit future culinary and hospitality students at, and I believe it's USM. And I think that USM may be the only place that still has a hospitality and culinary program. And so it's very important for our state, which is so much a part of, hospitality is so much a part of who we are and what we're about, you know, what we're about on just the most basic level. And the fact that the Food and Wine Festival has grown to the level to be able to make these scholarships every year to both organizations is is really fantastic. My hat's off to all the work it takes to make this happen. So you mentioned... Renee and Lynn just do a great job. You mentioned this is the 16th uh, year the event has happened. If you could take us back uh, about the origin. How did the whole thing get started? Well, you know, I was, <laughs> I'm probably not the best person to give you the total answer. I can tell you what I know. I was living in Los Angeles producing movies still at that point. I grew up in Natchez, but was in New York and L.A. for about 30 years and came back uh, a number of years ago, married my childhood sweetheart and got involved in tourism and movies and stuff, you know, in the state as well and and uh, am on the board at USM and all that. But... Um, from what I understand, Natchez, it, several people in Natchez, including Regina Charbonneau, started looking around at, okay, so we've got pilgrimage in the spring, we've got pilgrimage yeah. in the fall, we've got balloon race in October, we've got, you know, angels on the bluff in November. What do we have in the middle of the summer that could take place inside because it's really hot <laughs> and that people really love? So if you put air conditioning and you put food and you put wine you and hospitality, you get something that's really, really unique <laughs> and with and gives you a place to be and, and stay cool. And so you've got those major, major players like Regina and Renee and Lynn and some of the other original founders of this that are all major, major players in the culinary world reaching out to their contacts. They're chef friends all over the country, and so you start having the ability to invite them to matches. Yeah. And they all come. They love it. I mean, the chefs that are coming from all over um, are really exciting because, I mean, it's Caribbean food, which, of course, is one of my personal favorites. Um, Table 100 is, is chef is participating. As I said, the manship is participating. Even Walker's is sending someone this mm. year, which I'm really excited about, too. So we've got lots of, of variety, and that's the other thing that I really like about how they have grown this festival um, is that they've grown the variety of it. And it kicks off during the day which, with something else really special that I, I want to share with y'all for a second. May Holyoke is a wonderful young girl. She's probably, I'm guessing, maybe ninth grade this year, seventh, eighth or ninth grade. And she and a group of friends, several friends, several years ago started a lemonade stand to raise money for the Humane Society. They do this every year in front of the convention center, the day that uh, of the tastings on the river, which is this evening, but they do theirs from 11 to 3, and they raise money. And this is their 10th year anniversary. They have raised $50,000 for the Humane Society oh, by wow. selling lemonade. Man. And so 
It's That's a lot of lemonade. Really, <laughs> a lot of lemonade. <laughs> they also sell pretty cute T-shirts now, too, I will add. Yeah. Um, and accept donations and all of that. So what she and her friends have done and have used this event, and, and Renee and, and Lynn and the, and the uh, food and wine folks and the convention center, the National Convention Center folks, really help them make this a really great event and, and help them help the, help the community, too. So it's not just about having fun in Natchez, which it's always a good thing to do here, um, but it's also some really good giving back to the community and giving back to some of the places in need and, and helping support our hospitality industry, which I really love. So there's lots of variety. That's the other thing. I would encourage you... Anybody that's interested at all it, to go right away to the website, NatchezFoodAndWineFest.com. Uh, Renee also said it's okay if I give out her number. Um, she's terrific. Uh, Renee Adams is at 601-660-7300. For any information, if you have any issues with the tickets online, which I know uh, I haven't, a lot of other people have not, but um, if there's any issues at all, I mean, you can get tickets easily online and they print it right out um, for any of the events. And as I said, Tastings on the River tonight, uh, $70 in advance, it's 85 at the door, but it is a lot of food and a lot of drink and a lot of fun. And, of course, Dexter Allen and Walt Grayson will just be making it um, tonight. I can't wait to hear Dexter tonight. So I'm happy to answer any other questions about it. Um, There's lots of, as I said, there's lots of alternatives. There's lots of, uh, and there's some fabulous tours to do too. If you're, if there, you know, if people come to town and decide to stay the weekend, which we would love, there's um, city sightseeing, hop on, hop off, the Miss Lou tours, which is a focused on African American tours, which I really, really love. I'm excited. I'm doing that tomorrow with a travel writer who will be in covering um, uh, the whole food and wine festival. Um, there's also Sally Durkin has a great tour called the Oat Tour, the OAT Tour. It's the open air tour. Um, we have ghost tours. We have Carl, downtown Carla Brown. We have all kinds of great tours <laughs> that people can take to and opportunities to hear different stories. Plus, of course, our carriage tours, the, the romantic way to see Natchez, too, yet another way. All right, uh, Jennifer, we appreciate you visiting with us. It sounds like, as you mentioned, a lot of stuff going on in the festival, but Natchez uh, year-round has that stuff to offer, so folks can really make a great weekend out of it in Natchez uh, for Natchez itself and for the Food and Wine Festival. So, Jennifer, uh, thanks for joining us on Next Stop Mississippi. Thanks, Kevin. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk to Charles Mitchell of the JUS Blues Music Foundation about the JUS Blues Music Awards in Tunica. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi right here on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Kamel King. Uh, joining us next on Next Stop Mississippi is Charles Mitchell with the JUS Blues Awards. So, Charles, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Yes. So, first of all, tell us what is the JUS Blues Music Foundation? Okay, Just Blues Music Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to preserve blues music, the originators, and recognize artists who continue to expand blues as we hear and see it today, the style of it. Well, Charles, tell us about the awards show, because uh, it's next week, starting midweek, and it goes on for a few days. So tell us about everything that will be going on and how you got the relationship uh, to have it at the horseshoe and, and everything like that. Okay, well, we've uh, uh, it'll be August 2nd, starting with the private honoree reception for at the Horseshoe Founders Room. Uh Thursday is the award show, our private honoree dinner and award show, but the public the public is welcome to attend. Um, the red carpet starts at six PM. The award show with the with the dinner and then award show following. Uh Friday morning, which is August the fourth. We have a historical technology conference that we have a gentleman, Jim Alexander, who will be uh, showcasing some of his famous photos like Sammy Davis, Count Basie, uh, Cab Calloway, a lot of the famous legendary artists that he captured in New York in the early 60s and as well and why he decided to take that route and document music artists. And they and they and they image while they're performing. Uh, we have an attorney there too at that workshop to talk about artist rights, photographer rights of a uh, picture or, or a photograph. Friday night we have the Just Blues Juke Joint Jam, where we have uh, a, a, a fish fry, a lot of artists performing. Uh, this year we have Sweet Angel. Uh, Jojo Bent, Jojo Murray out of Chicago, Nellie Tiger Travis uh, hosting. So that, uh, that's going to be an exciting thing. And then Saturday night, we finish up in Memphis at a legendary club called the Paradise Entertainment Center, which was one of the legendary clubs back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, where it was the only place where black artists actually could perform. And it was one of the biggest clubs in America. It, it seats about 3,000 people. So wow. uh, it's a it's a great venue. It's been remodeled. Uh, it was closed for 20 years. Uh, Dr. Michael McGee and some partners, they renovated the venue, took about three years to bring it back, and it's an awesome venue. And we're going to have Millie Jackson performing at the White Linen Party, uh, the Tim Prees, and a young lady out of Chicago by the name of Chick Rogers. So we got to, you know, we'll have over 20 performances on a five, on a five day period, actually four days. The, the uh, August second, the honorary reception. There, there are no performances. It's just uh, some get together, fellowshipping, and artists sitting around talking. A lot of artists who hadn't seen each other in a long time. Some of the artists that we honoring at the award show, uh, uh, Archie Bell of the Drills. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Benny Turner, who is 
uh, Freddie Kang's brother, uh, Carl Sims, who was a guy who was with, uh, opened up for Otis Reddings, and he was a part of the Barquets, and him and James Alexander were the two guys that they didn't have enough room on the plane the night that Otis crashed and died. Mm. They wind up having to go and identify the bodies. Man. So since that time, he has become an artist of his own rights, you know. Yeah. And uh, so and we got a gentleman by the name of Eugene Hideaway Bridges, who's out of Texas, who has come from a family of blues performers. We have Grady Champion uh, that's getting the Bobby Rush Award. Uh, we've got Joe Lewis Walker getting the Willie Dixon Songwriters Award. Uh, we've got Karen Wolf getting the Denise LaSalle Award, and she will be doing a tribute performance to Denise. We have uh, Miss Jody. She's getting an award. Uh, Miss Jody. Billy Jackson. Yeah, the, the Classy and Sexy. Yeah. Jackson Classy and Sassy Award, which and she'll do a performance to Millie Jackson. So, you know, we got a lot going on. Uh, we got Teeny Tucker, who's a, a a very bright blues artist, well-known, who is the daughter of Tommy Tucker, who did the song High Heel Sneakers. So, you know, we got a variety of things going on, and, uh, you know, Archie Bell going to perform Tighten It Up. That song is on Billboard's uh, 200 chart of all time with hit songs. So... And we, in the past, you know, we've had a lot of artists like uh, we've honored uh, Miss Dorothy Moore, uh, and a lot of. Uh, last year we had uh, Seal Johnson. We've had, uh, you know, Lonnie Brooks. Uh, we've we've honored a lot of artists from Mississippi. So, how does the the Blues Foundation go about uh, picking the award winners? Well, we have a a, a committee. Uh, uh, that actually we got about 300 names that we well more than that actually three to 500 names that we identified and and our goal is to reach out and find artists who 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 are not nobody really you know is talking about them mm-hmm. and but they've done a lot to contribute to the blues and 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 to preserve it you know so we we look for we look for those jewels that's around and then people say, oh, yeah, I, I remember him. You know, I remember her. And, uh, and we, we didn't know that they still were, were around because, you know, the blues has changed a lot. Yeah. And so, you know, but these artists who kind of created a lot of the styles and blues of an artist, I'll be quick to tell you from the Rolling Stones or anybody else where they get their songs from uh, or, or, or what they think about the blues man who created the blues and so our thing is is to remind people that like that we still do care about the blues and we we care about the artists and we look for the artists that we feel like that somewhat been left out and not included in some of the success that blues is having today in the rest of the world yeah so Charles what just blues is about Tell us, uh, tell our listeners and, and tourists who are coming in town if they want to find more information out and uh, purchase tickets and get an itinerary. Where do they go? Where is it happening? And what should they expect when they come? Oh, they're going to expect, like I just said, it's going to be over 20 performances of, of artists that like who are rare and unique and, uh, and, and what we consider to be 
the, the we call a lot of people refer us as the Juke Joint Blues. Uh, just the Juke Joint Blues Awards show because you 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 don't know what's going to happen next. You know, we, there'll be a lot of surprises, and there'll be a lot of artists that's on the program. But we always throw a couple of surprises in that you didn't think about. We're going to have Kingfish there. He'll be performing. Uh, uh, Mr. Chip. Yeah, my boy Castro. Yeah, yes, sir. We're gonna, you know, he he's gonna come and knock a hole in the hole in the award. He always does. He just yes, did sir. at the Jackson Music Awards uh, this past Monday, the the forty third annual Jackson Music Awards. Cool, cool. So you know, he's he's a good friend, a good friend of the foundation, and he he said, "Man, I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I want to be there," you know. So we and that's what we want, you know. But they can find go to. Uh, www.jusblues.org. That's www.jusblues.org. And everything is there on the front page, all the itinerary. You can see the schedule of events. Uh, you can go to registration and see all the different events and what it, what the costs are. And you can start there. You can go to Eventbrite and get them there. So they, the tickets are very available. We welcome the public. Even though I say private honorary dinner, that's private because you you can get in there a bit. You know, it's only a, a VIP select people who actually uh, purchase this the VIP platinum uh, ticket. They get in with the honorees and, and they be in that room with them, socializing, taking pictures on the red carpet and all of that deal. So that's something special. And then the award show will start uh, at 8 o'clock. Actually, about at 7.50, we plan for Kingfish to kick it off, kick it off. We always have a young artist to open up the show. We've had Stax Academy uh, kids open up the show. We've had Homemade Jam open up the show. We had the uh, Peterson Brothers out of Austin, Texas open up the show. They are awesome as well. They're doing shows around with Willie Nelson and, and did shows with B.B. King and When He Was Alive and Buddy Guy. So, you know, we're looking for artists, you know, to let folks know. we got some young people who need to be recognized and their music need to be played. And, and we're looking for more places to hear these type of artists. And we're looking for radio stations who want to continue to play those artists because, you know, uh, it's hard to find the blues and blues and soul anywhere now. So how did you uh, come up with Tunica as the location for the uh, show? Well, we started we started actually in 95, uh, back in 95 in Atlanta, uh, the first award honoree uh, Lifetime Living Legends Award went to Laura Fulson. And since that time, we've done many legendary artists like that. Lil Milton, a bunch of them, you know, uh, so... Uh, we we got we came we stayed and came to Memphis, stayed in Memphis for about ten eight years, about eight or nine years or something like that, and then we went to somebody suggested say well you, you, maybe you should go down in Tunica because Memphis we we were it was a lot of comp competition there because Memphis being a music town, and uh, we were looking for a place to go, and we got down there and we we cut a deal with. With uh, with Caesars out of Vegas to to bring the event there, and this will be the fourth year there in Bluesville, which fits us appropriately. Mm -hmm. Just Blues Awards at Bluesville, so you know, 
uh, that's 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 where we are now, and, that, and we we want to grow the event, and uh, and hopefully you know more people find out about us and reach out. You know we've been around for a long time, but a lot of people still don't know us yet. You know All right. we don't have we don't have the major sponsorship like a lot of other organizations, and we don't get the support that a lot of other organizations get. So we've had to be crafty as far as making our event go by selling tickets. We have a very nice magazine, award show magazine. We sell ads in, and we got a few private donors that make us happen. All right. Charles Mitchell, thanks for joining us this morning, telling us about the Just Blues Music Fe- uh, Festival, uh, Music Awards, that is, that starts uh, August 2nd uh, in Tunica. Time for another break. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi. When we return, we'll talk with blues promoter Peggy Brown with the Central Mississippi Blues Society. She'll tell us about their bicentennial celebration. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell joined by Kamel King. So we're going to end the show by talking to Peggy Brown about the Central Mississippi Blue Society's Bicentennial Celebration. Peggy, thanks for joining us. Thank you, both of you guys, for having us. Me. First off, tell us a little bit about the Central Mississippi Blue Society. Um, we are the Blue Society that's around Central Mississippi. There's another one in Vicksburg. There's another one in Indianola. Um, we cover, I think, a greater space. But anyway, we've been in existence about... Um, 12 years, and our most notable accomplishment is that we host Blue Monday at Hall and Mouse every Monday night, which is a jam slash show, show slash jam, and we have a lot of international people that come through uh, there for that event, so that's our signature event that we host on Monday nights. Now, Peggy, my girl, Peggy. Yeah. Because you my girl. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Camille. In, yeah, of course. Before we get into your event, the 200 Years of Shared History, yeah. Mississippi and the Blues, talk about uh, your insertion in the blues because, I mean, you are a big fighter for, I mean, blues artists and the whole genre. You are right there in the thick of it, and you've been around uh, doing this for a while. How did you get involved? And tell us about your foundation and what it does for these artists. Okay. Wow, that's a big question, and I thank you for saying all that wonderful stuff about me. Well, it's true. I, thank you. I've been involved in this about 14 years. For some reason, my heart is tied up in blues and R&B, and um, I started working with one of our local musicians about 10 years back and just thought, you know, he doesn't have enough promotion, enough publicity. People don't know this man. He... Um, and it's King Edward, I'll, I'll say his name. He's lived the blues. Yes. He, he is a real blues man, yeah. lived it. And so I, I was interested in the genre before that. But um, the significance of that is I'm also the director of the Mississippi Musicians Hall of Fame. And then I'm the marketing coordinator for 
Central Mississippi Blues Society. And then I have my own entertainment company, Hit the Road Entertainment. And the idea of that is to help these guys that I love so much get gigs. Right. And um, Mississippi is the birthplace of America's music. That's our slogan from the Hall of Fame. And these guys are so deserving, but yet so underpaid and so under-acknowledged. Certainly. So all of that together, I wear all three of those hats, and they all kind of fit together, and um, that is my heart. And I don't know how I got... I used to work as a medical secretary. Wow, uh-huh. really? And then I changed <laughs> jobs for a little while, took a break, and um, saw a sign up at Richard's Music on Highway on um, I-55. It said, free guitar lessons. And I don't know, that sign just spoke to me, and I went in to take a guitar lesson. Oh, my stars, I didn't even know how to hold the guitar. <laughs> but from there, um, got really interested in the musicians that played it, and um, my first blues musician to be in contact with was Bernard Jenkins mm. at the famous 930 Blues Cafe. And um, he started teaching me guitar lessons. I soon learned that I just was terrible at that, but then wanted to start getting him gigs. So uh, I have to acknowledge him for hooking me yeah. in that. So all that just kind of fits together. It is my heart. And um, still, they are so under-acknowledged. Yeah. Um, but, but also, you know, much like I think we, we talk about World War II veterans and the idea is that we need to celebrate these men now, men and women that helped yeah. us out. It's the same thing. I think a lot of these bluesmen put in their dues. They paid their dues. Right. They're aging. And so this is really an opportunity to catch, you know, this creativity, this talent before it's too late, I guess. And before they pass on, because King is of that category. Uh, Bobby Rush, uh, you know, other people that age, that once they're gone, there's, there aren't going to be, th- there's not going to be that set of people that has actually lived it. These guys lived it. They didn't just decide, oh, I think I want to play like a blues man or play the blues. They are the blues. And That's so right. once they're gone, we're, we're into people who just want to be a blues man. That's right. And, and they can't help it. They are a blues man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell us about your event, the 200 Years of Shared History, Mississippi and the Blues, what it consists of and what people Uh, should expect with this grand event that is also linked in with Mississippi's Bicentennial. Exactly. Uh, Central Mississippi Blues Society um, got a grant from the Mississippi Humanities Council, Mississippi Development Authority. It is a Bicentennial project. And ours is called 200 Years of Shared History, Mississippi and the Blues. You can't separate those two from that. We are holding it at the historic Alamo Theater on Ferry Street, downtown Jackson. And uh, the Alamo Theater is a wonderful theater that was redone uh, by Jackson. Anyway, we're holding our event there. Doors open at noon. The show actually starts at 1, and it's going to be... Um, a good mix of people talking about the blues, guys playing the blues, but also two blues movies that we are going to be showing at the Alamo. We are also featuring free food. Woohoo. <laughs> I know, right? So that ought to be good. And, and this is free of charge. It's open to all the public and uh, really? family. Yeah, family oriented. So bring your children. Um, the movies we are showing are not going to be, um, 
something the kids can't watch. But it, it will be history about the blues. Uh, Bobby Rush is actually supposed to be there, not performing, but speaking about his life as a blues man. Dr. Edgar Smith from the Blues, State oh, of Mississippi Blues man. Commission. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be there talking about some history of the blues, as is Ms. Angela Stewart of the Margaret Walker Center. And then we got performances by Ben Payton, Chris Gill, uh, blues man McKinney Williams. And then we'll wind up the evening with um, the uh, Blue Monday Band playing the last segment. And then in, interspersed in there are um, our two movies, Free Food in the Middle, when yeah. we take a break. Yeah. And I have to say thank you to our sponsors, which would be the Mississippi Humanities Council, the Mississippi Development Authority, um, the State of Mississippi Blues Foundation, Dr. Edgar Smith, uh, the Mississippi Delta Blues Society of Indianola, uh, Robert Johnson and Associates, and also the Mississippi Arts Commission. Excellent. So we've got some great supporters, and it's free. Come out free, free, free. Oh, that's great. Free food. That's great. <laughs> Celebrating. The so bicentennial. Do folks need tickets? I mean, they or just show up, or mm, how does that work? Just show up since right. it's wow. free. We're Excellent. not collecting any money. The food is free. Um, the Alamo will be selling drinks for um, inside their concession stand and popcorn. But the rest of the food that we are providing is um, free. That's no so charge. Excellent. That is yeah. excellent. Katie. And I'll say, even though he is not performing, if you have never seen Bobby Rush, that guy is has such a engaging personality. I mean, he's a great musician yes. too. But I right. mean, just to hear some stories of of his life and his career is just going to be really fascinating because he, he is right. just he, he lights is, up a room when he comes. He's in. a great he storyteller. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Blue Monday Band that will be starting later, uh, King Edward is going to be lead guitar on that. So we are going. Yeah, we have the whole spectrum there. And my man, Blues Man McKinney. That's right. Blues Man McKinney Williams in the middle. Yeah. So that's what it is. We'd love to have everybody come and um, celebrate this wonderful genre, this art form called the blues. And if people don't know who are listeners about Blue Monday at Howlin' Mouse, you've yeah. got to come to that. It is the, one of the biggest tourist attractions that Jackson and Mississippi has to uh, offer. And you can walk in there and from locals to people across the seas will be showing up just right. to experience Blue Monday. Right. And it's almost free. It's only $5 cover. Yeah. And we do that That's every Monday free. night. So, yeah, please do come to that. All right, so 200 Years of Shared History, Mississippi and the Blues. It's at the Alamo Theater in on Ferris Street in Jackson tomorrow, Saturday, July 29th from 1 to 7. Peggy, thanks for joining us this thanks, morning. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Camille. appreciate it. Thank you, Peggy. Yeah. That's going to wrap us up for today. We'd like to thank you for traveling with us today and thank all of our guests for joining us. We talked to DJ Benham, Jennifer Combs, Charles Mitchell, and Peggy Brown. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Thanks to our engineer and producer, Michelle McAdoo. For Kamel King, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned up next at Southern Remedy for Women. We'll be back next week for another ride with Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.